primos y primas. We are back. We are the puro pinche primos. I'm your primo Luis Velasquez. That's your primo Christopher Costello. We are back, primo. And uh, I just want to commemorate this day um, real quick. It is, uh, as recording today, January 6th. And there's no better way to commemorate January 6th than with this clip right here I'm about to play you. And what happened? You were trying to go inside the Yeah, Capitol? I made it like a foot inside and they pushed me out and they maced me. What's your, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And why did you want to go in? We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the dumbass people in the country. Pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the, that clip is like, um, like one of those reminders for me as like an educator to be like work harder. <laughs> it's a motivator. It's a yeah, yeah. Happy January sixth. Also, I'll say. For many people, um, Three Kings Day, which I know for your peoples, right? For, for yeah, yeah, Puerto yeah. it's a big Puerto Rican this thing. Is, yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily celebrate it. We had enough presents going around this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this, this yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Three three Kings, I think, for, for anybody that... Uh, that had like holiday slash Christmas money is broke at this point. If you're like me, where it's like, I don't got nothing on January 6th. No, no, I got no. paid and yet I still have nothing. I feel but, you. Um, I feel you. Like I said, we got, we, we're just coming off of Christmas. Uh, my son Elijah had his birthday a couple of days ago. We got uh, Selena's birthday coming up in two weeks. And then somewhere at the end of that is my birthday. I get the scraps. <laughs> and like a week and a half after that. So, uh, yeah. I got a question for you as, as a dad, as like an American dad. How many American times... <laughs> and I'm not even referencing the show. I'm saying as American dad, how many times for your birthday did you get, or is this more Father's Day, did you get like a tie or socks or something like that? Uh, no, I don't usually get that. What I do get, and what I've, what's been happening the last, I want to say, two years, is getting the same uh-huh. present. Um, like like Father's Day, I got the same, literally the same exact shirt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, what color was it? Uh, it's a, it's black. The black shirt, but it's like it's the funny thing, like it's a Father's Day shirt. Like it says like Yeah, 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 dad, yeah. Dad's greatest or something like that. Got it. And I was Number like one hmm. dad. I got this and I was like, Oh wow. And I played it off. I was like, Cool, cool. I was like, Hold on, let me go back and then I went inside and put the shirt on. <laughs> My old shirt on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. we really like this shirt. And they're like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> same thing happened with Christmas, same thing happened with Christmas. I got the uh, same exact J's. 
Shout out to my nice. wife. Okay. Shout out to my wife. She was like, I kept walking in uh, from the store or something, and I had some J's on, and she was like, "Fuck!" And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it was like, I have to return something for Christmas. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, I'm still confused. I'm like, what's happening? She was like, I didn't know you st- you had those shoes. And she brought out the box. And I was like, you got you bought these shoes yeah, for exactly. me. It was a present from you. She's like, well, apparently I really liked them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Style hasn't changed. Style hasn't changed. <laughs> oh, man. But it's all good. Yeah, it is what it is. You know? But I like, I'm, it's too easy like to shop for me, I think. It's, you know, Titan stuff, Spurs stuff, Longhorn stuff, and yeah. uh, hoodies, and Jordans. That's, that's pretty much my wheelhouse there. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I was always curious about, like, like Father's Day gifts, Father presents, and then also, like, you know, like, someone like Elijah, like, it's, it's rough having your birthday so close to the holidays. And uh, yeah. I was asking a, a student of mine, I was like, how do you how do you feel? Like, I think their birthday was like the 22nd. I was like, how do you like it being close to the holiday? And they were like, it sucks. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. It, like, Thank you. Like, we, we last Perfect minute. Question. Yeah, we last minute shot for this dude, too. Like, we were like, yeah. <laughs> man, like, we're just so caught up in the Christmas holidays stuff. And then, like, and then you, like, finally yeah. take a break after New Year's. And you're like, oh, God, we are not prepared for yeah. this dude's birthday. <laughs> so, like, I was out, like, buying... Uh, stuff for his birthday like the day before he wanted to have like a Fortnite kind of themed and so like it was too late to order it on Amazon yeah 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 and so like all they had was like the knockoff stuff here and I was like jeez oh well but he loved it (laughs) he thought it was cool that's all that matters (laughs) we made it happen that is all that matters yeah we made it happen (laughs) I so I want to also go into, uh, like, as we start the show, the, like, father-son relationship and the current state of Tyreek Hill's home. Uh, that, <laughs> and I know you know what I'm getting at. We but should not be laughing. Tyreek, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, and I'm not laughing at what happened, but we know what we're laughing at. Is So this part is to not be laughed at. Is Tyreek Hill's uh, mansion caught fire I believe earlier this week um and they found out that it was accidental from uh, a child we don't i don't know that they've confirmed it's one of his children but they basically just said like a child playing with a lighter um and so obviously you never want someone's home to catch fire even if they are filthy rich with a mansion but the thing that we're both laughing at is years ago tyree kill had like a domestic incident where his um, his partner at that time, I don't know if she was already his wife or not, claimed that he, uh, for disciplinary action, had punched his, I believe was like a three-year-old son in the chest yeah, yeah, to yeah. like toughen up and stop crying. And my question is, is this the same kid? Because if it's the same kid, I want to know. I want to know immediately if this is the same kid. And more importantly, I want to know is like, and this is messed up, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'll, I'll be the person to fall. Is is like, is this the type of kid as to why Tyreek Hill punched this kid in the chest? Or is this a revenge act from this child being like, oh yeah, I remember that shit. 
<laughs> and then doing this. Yeah. So yeah, like this is not an accidental thing, right? But you know, I have, luckily I, everybody is safe in that house. That's I, why we can. I have the kid like practicing with the lighter for years. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna figure this out. And he's practicing for years, yeah. and then finally, like he did it. And it was like, it's time to burn this mother down. Fuck me in the chest if you want to again, Dad. Yeah, it's like, who's so tough now? <laughs> yes, right. But, yeah. That, you know, I, I, I'm going to bounce around to that, too. I, I don't know if we talked about this. I, we haven't talked about this, actually, in, the, in our, like, pre-show, like, prep and stuff. But there's a clip that I'm like, yo, I, I love, it makes me love Mike McDaniel even more, which I don't know if you're a fan of Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, but that dude's, like, energy, like, I've always loved, and I always thought, like, yo, he, this guy is a player's coach. But there's a clip where they're, like, honoring Jan Marino. I think this was, like, a week or two ago. And they're in uh, Miami Stadium. They're honoring Dan Marino. He's standing, he's like in a, like a sports jacket, right? Like he, he looks like it's like the way that like Hall of Fame jackets look, right? He's like in a blazer and two is standing next to him, not as part of it, but he just happens to because it's like on the sidelines with the whole team. Like it's like right before a game and Mike McDaniel is standing on the other side of the two. So he's like two people away from Dan Marino, but he's clearly within earshot of Dan Marino. Like if he reached far enough, he could probably touch Dan Marino and they're honoring Dan Marino for his records, his Miami records, and Mike McDaniel in the background. They have the audio clip, the video clip, actually. And Mike McDaniel's like, fuck you, Dan. We're coming for your records, Dan. Fuck you. We're coming for your records. <laughs> Yo, bro, that shit had me dying. Like, oh, my God. Um, and it just made me love the guy even more. And like Tua, you can see Tua's kind of like almost cracking a smile. But it's just like, yo, like what the hell is going on in Miami that either Mike McDaniel hates Dan Marino or they're so cool that like he's joking with him in a moment of and then the thing is with Mike McDaniel, yeah. I would have no I have no question that they like are so cool with each yeah, other. Yeah, I know they probably had, chill with each other. He's had a couple other conversations about Dan Marino and just like the respect that he has for him and like uh, one of the times uh, when he first got hired, Dan Marino, I came up and was like, hey, man, you know, I'd like to talk and, and have, you know. And he was like, when you have a chance, you know, he was like, have a chance. You're fucking Dan Marino. <laughs> of course I got it. Let's go right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, my dad, he's like the fucking, like, I, I don't know. Is he cool? Is he a nerd? Is he a little bit of both? But I, you know what? And I think that's the thing about him, right? Is like he's himself. And yeah, like yeah. that's what you have to respect. Is this guy's not gonna fake it for anybody. He's not gonna try to be cool for you if you don't if you're not down with that type of cool. And he's gonna be nerdy when he wants to be because that's who he is. Like he's you, ultimately fully himself. Did you hear the story of how he met his wife? I have not, no. Okay. So he is coaching um like a minor league football place, right? I don't know, but like USFL, okay. X, yeah. something like that. And they go to the club. He's go to the club, and I think he's coaching running backs at the time. Yeah. And they go to the club, and uh, one of his running backs is talking to this girl. And uh, he goes, tells the running back that I right, 
curfew or something. You got to go. It's time to go. And so uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then he winds up hitting on that girl. <laughs> so this is the question. Is the, was the curfew real? No, it was or not. Or did he just like make that? He yeah, made it up on the spot. He made it up on the spot, the on the spot so he could talk to the girl. Was that, I mean, it wound up working because he married her, got kids. But <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, and I think that that's like probably the type of coach that you want is someone who's gonna scheme their way to a victory. <laughs> right? Like this guy's gonna find any which way to play the game to get you the win. Um, I yeah, I Mike McDaniel and, the, and that Dolphins team is hilarious, and I I think uh, I guess sticking with them, like I'm. They don't look so good in the last couple of weeks. No, 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 no. They don't look they, good. I think it's all like, I mean, let's jump into it. Now we're going into the NFL talking playoffs and stuff. Like, they don't, um, first off, they got beat down yeah. by the Ravens last week. Yeah. And kind yeah. of a, a must-have win for them, right? And uh, Even on just some morale stuff, like yeah, going into like, the playoffs, like to well, look competitive against your opponent. The thing, the thing with, with Miami all season was, um, that they didn't really beat any good teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you brought that up in, in one of our episodes a while back. Yeah, so how fraudulent, yeah, if they're fraudulent or not, because they didn't beat no big, big teams, and here you are against the number one team, obviously, in probably the NFL right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just got beat I down. I can't believe it. And then, like, Bradley Chubb goes down at the end of the game. Yeah. Why didn't he pull Bradley Chubb? So they're they're gonna yeah. be struggling. They have a game tomorrow night against Buffalo. It is crazy, bro. Like the the NFL scenarios. Buffalo yeah. can either be a number two seed or they can be yeah. out of the playoffs. Yeah, insane. That is how do you, you can either be a number two seed or out of the playoffs. I have no like preference or any bias. Well, actually, you know what? Now that I'm saying that, fuck Buffalo. I'm I'm now reminded of 1993. Fuck Buffalo. I hope they end up out of the playoffs. Fuck them. I hope they lose every year, actually, now. Because they are, and I can't believe I'm admitting this. I probably admitted this before, but I was probably a little bit under the influence, so I was more likely to say it. But now, right now, that is one of the one of only two times in the history of my life where I cried from watching a sporting event. <laughs> And so, fuck Buffalo. I hope they end up outside of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I, I don't like Buffalo. Lose. I heard, uh, who was it? Mina Kimes. She she called uh, uh, Josh Allen YOLO Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just because, you like, he just throws, bro. Like he, he's just he, reckless. Yeah, yeah, he is so reckless. And he's yo, like, he, YOLO. He's our Brett Favre, right? Yeah, He's the absolutely. closest to Favre we got right now? Absolutely. He's either, he's had... Uh, fifteen fumbles this year. Jesus, yeah. He's either brilliant or terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's no, no in between. between. There's no in between. Yeah, and so he either got you a twenty point win or got you to lose by like ten to yeah. like some because, bum squad. He threw like three or four picks. Yeah, and probably had like two fumbles. Yeah, and it's weird because they could be out of the playoffs, but they could also make it to the Super Bowl, right? Like it's just. They're good I mean, enough to yeah. make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he plays the right game in the right week. Yeah, but they're also, you know, 
can sting it up. I I don't necessarily know though that like like I don't you you were right earlier in saying about the Ravens and and I guess we we could jump to that is are the Ravens to you the right now the AFC favorite like are they, are they who you would pick to go to the Super Bowl today from the AFC? I mean I think they're the best team today right and not in, not only in the AFC but the NFL altogether like they've had. But, last- but based off of like. Uh-huh. Going into the playoffs with who's left? Yeah, yeah. Do you think they can beat anybody that's yeah. in the AFC? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I don't think there's. It's got. In order for them to lose, it's going to have to be a collapse. You know. Yeah. A three, four turnover game. Because that now, defense you would, is crazy. You would probably know that. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Yep, yep, yep. And and that you know again, I would say this like, I have to give more credit to and, and speak up more on just. Um, on uh john harbaugh's coaching like over the years right like he's always kept them respectable relevant obviously it doesn't hurt that you drafted lamar jackson and he's become what he's become and i think he's is he still right he's like the youngest mvp ever yeah he's about to be the youngest Uh, two-time mvp ever two-time mvp yeah (laughs) and and is he your pick for mvp yeah i think so i mean i I think think you have to at this point right um like how the years panned out he's the quarterback on the best team yeah. Um. And it's just yeah. I, like there hasn't been like dominance really for anybody. Yeah. And so like his numbers don't compare to his first MVP season, of course. right? Like yeah, that yeah, MVP yeah, yeah. season, like for sure, like he deserved that. This one is just kind of like yeah. I, but did I'll they have thirteen him. wins in his first? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Because they have thirteen. I didn't realize that they're thirteen and three. Now this is the one thing, and it's only because I'm seeing. This game that's currently airing against the Steelers, right? Uh, we're we're clearly uh, recording on a Saturday before the the last Sunday of the regular season. But I'm worried, not worried because I don't really care about the Ravens. But I'm interested in how well a Lamar Jackson can throw in the rain or the snow. And I don't know. You probably know this better than me, and I don't know if you've kept a record of this, but like. How well does he do in inclement weather and particularly in the playoffs? Because I don't necessarily remember him ever like playing really well in a playoff game where it's not like great conditions. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, but um I think like he's had some fumbling issues in seasons prior. Um so I don't know. Yeah, I like because, I mean, that's really what it is, right? Like, he's going to most likely have to play in that because none of these AFC teams have in, like, an indoor. They're not, he's not going to play in a dome. Right. Unless they unless they play against, what, like, Indy? But they're not going to play Indy. No. And, well, they're, they're, and so they're, he they're, actually... They'll have home field advantage, so... That's true. You're right, they'll, you're right. They'll and be so home. out there, yeah, yeah. they're not going to get good weather in yeah, Baltimore. So... You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily know that he's... Lamar's numbers like right that's now. That's actually made for him. He's got 36, almost 3,700 yards passing. Which is good, right? Like, that's not, yeah, 24, that's not impressive for an MVP. 24 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. A 102 passing okay. rating. But I mean, Tua Tua's numbers are a lot better than his. Yeah, and Tua's you know, got forty four hundred yards. 
He's got 28 and 12. He's got a better QBR. But yeah, I, I don't Lamar's, know. So Lamar's a rushing yard. Well, I'm pretty sure he hit over a thousand recently. Right? Did he hit over a thousand rushing yards? And the thing is, too, is like who's left in the AFC, right? Like they've got, they're going to have to battle either um, Kansas City, who to me I don't have confidence in. I don't know about you, but they look, uh, they do not look like the, they do not look scary, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. And even though Mahomes has a scary arm still, he also doesn't seem. Like, he's got the same swag or confidence that he's had in years past. And I don't necessarily think that the window is closed for them because I still think they have everything. They just need, like, they do need a receiver. Like, they don't have a number one guy to get, like, a first down or, and, like, without that, it's, I think people are giving Kelsey a lot of shit. Um, And maybe it's a Taylor Swift curse. You and the Swifties, the rest of the Swifties. But I honestly think that it's, like, how, how do you expect that guy to do well when they can double him now? His whole magic was that, they stretch the field and he gets wide open in those zone coverages. And now they're eyeing him and That's what, he's like, not going to get done. When he's the done. AFC to me is just not, it's not tough, right? You have the Ravens at the one seed right now, right now, as of right now, the Dolphins are a two seed. If they lose tomorrow, then the Bills will be the two seed. And we already talked about them. But yeah. The, the Ravens. Like we we just talked about dismantled the Dolphins. It wasn't even close. You talked about Kansas City. They're not there. Nobody really feels the Jaguars right now. Um, the Colts had the Trevor same. Lawrence is banged up. Yeah, the to me the upset like scariest team in the AFC could be the Browns. The Joe yeah, Flacco led. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Yo, how how lovely. Would that so I think that if we if we're talking about Flacco's history in Baltimore, like yeah, yeah. the guy was the Ravens Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm, hundred million dollar mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. right? And probably, I would think, should have his jersey retired by that team. By by Baltimore? Because, by Baltimore. Because if you think about it, like, the year that they won, mm-hmm. they did. They had a great defense, but it wasn't that, that Ray Lewis defense. Right. And, and that, which we know won them that Super Bowl, right? That was not Dilfer. Yeah. And, and so, if Joe Flacco... Please, like, those are the things about sports that, like, I think we all love, right? Like, this, like, underdog story, but also just, like, like that you still have to play the games and that, like, a Joe Flacco could win against Baltimore with a Cleveland team, which it would hurt even more because of just the fact that they're, like, an interdivision rivalry. Or not even rivalry, right? But I'm kind of rooting for the Browns now without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Joe Flacco coming in there. Um, yeah, absolutely, because if Joe Flacco makes a run in this playoff, like, yep, what do you do with Deshaun Watson? 
that, that by yeah. himself. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're gonna keep him. And now Joe Flacco, like, does he go get like a big one-year deal somewhere where they got like actually maybe even a better squad? No, I have Joe Flacco like, doing the same thing he did this year. Let me take half the season off. Call why me. Not? Yeah, he seems like a genius to me. Yeah, just call me. I'll be right? over here. Call me taking naps on the sideline. <laughs> you see him taking a nap on the sideline? <laughs> no, I yeah. do not. You sit. He just got off the field. He's sitting there on the sideline. It's cold. I'm sure he's on that like heated seats. And he was just there, just sitting there with his arm, like an old man, sitting, just nodding off. He's just like the, the Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> it was great, man. But, uh, yeah, I think th- they're, to me, like that's a team nobody wants to see in the playoffs. That defense is crazy good. Crazy good Brown defense is. Yeah. Um, and which, again, brings up like my point, right, of can a Lamar Jackson in bad weather pull out like a tough, gritty win. Yeah, yeah. And I don't necessarily know that that'll happen. On, on the other end, we talked about Miami. Are the Cowboys the real deal or are they fraudulent? I know you're biased. Yeah, I'm they just beat, not They just be beat biased. that Lions they team. They look good. I would say C.D. Lamb is the truth. Yeah, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I Lamb. think maybe we haven't talked about maybe Dak Prescott gets second in MVP voting. Right? Honestly, man, what, like, Looking at him and the way that he moves the ball, like when yeah. he's on, he to me looks better than like I. If I had to do an eye test, I would pick him over Lamar Jackson. And yet, I'm also like, if you give Lamar Jackson CD Lamb, what do they do together? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. So it's like it's like really it's tough to figure out what that means. With regards to Dak has forty two thousand like, passing yards. Thirty two and eight, bro. And eight. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that those are like you know, what do you I, I don't know, man. To me, he seems like a better uh like candidate if we're looking at numbers and right. you know, he's also to me seems like he would have had a like a tougher strength of schedule. Um, like within like having to play the Eagles twice, the 49ers, um, you know, they played who else did they play? The Dolphins, they you know, like they just yeah, they played the Dolphins, they played the Dolphins, the Lions, the Bills, the Eagles, and the Seahawks the last five weeks. And like, even just that is torture, but then they also had to play the Eagles another time, they played the 49ers early in the year. Um, they just, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I really root for Dak. I personally, my preseason, I thought Jalen Hurts was going to be this year's MVP. Yeah. And right now the Eagles look like my preseason thing was Eagles versus KC. And right now they look the same. They look like a shell of each of themselves and look like they're on a slide that they may not recover. I I think this year out of like. There's a good chance that nobody, like, none of the favorites are going to make the uh, make the Super Bowl. Today, right. right now, who do you say you put, you have to put a paycheck on it. Mm. Who do you put to win the Super Bowl? 
And we're going to say that everybody stays healthy. Everybody stays healthy. We're not predicting weather, but yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. I think I still your, go, I'll go pick. with the 49ers. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I'm not. E- it's not even a question to me. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. And I don't think that I would even... I wouldn't give in, in any way the Ravens a chance against them either. But didn't the Ravens beat them already this year? I think the Ravens beat them. Don't matter yeah. to me. Big time. They they whooped the crap out of out of the 49ers. Was that a... Was... Was Purdy playing that game? Yeah. He played yeah. terrible that game. Yeah, he played terrible that game. That was like two, three weeks ago, too. Yeah, yeah. I honestly... But, yeah, like, I think... Although, like, I don't, to me, the Ravens has the easier path to the Super Bowl. Because in the NFC, like you already talked about, like you got the Cowboys, the Lions. The, the Rams, to me, are the team in the NFC... That are sneaky. Yeah. They're the Browns of the NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rams yeah. are like... They got all the pieces. Kyrene or Kyren Williams. Williams. For real. Yep. He's Puka, the real deal. Puka Nakua is a beast. And yeah, they, you know. But this is my biggest regret of the fantasy season. Oh. I should have never picked Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should have picked Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, like, I just, I needed a year like this to be like, is the guy, can the guy stay healthy? And yep. they figured it out with him. Can, uh, San Francisco, they figured out how to, like, manage him and also get the most of him because he had an insane year. And he actually... Yeah, when you're talking about biggest, my biggest regret for the for the, I mean, I have I have lots and lots of regret this fantasy <laughs> season. But after week your, one, your season was a wash at the draft. Yeah, after week one, uh, you know, I had the number one waiver wire, and it was between Puka Nakua and uh, I don't even know Ooh. a freaking running back from. I think Gainwell had a big week one for the Eagles. Damn. He did. He did. He had a he big did. week one. And so I was like going back and forth, like poking the cool game. Well, I really need a running back. And so I went with Gainwell at the last minute for a waiver wire pickup. Yeah. And, and that'll that'll do it to you. Puka Nakua is going off. The the thing though too is that like you've got no reference point for Nakua yeah. and you do for Gainwell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we've seen Gainwell pull out some big games, so We're supposed to doing that. Like, you can't be mad at that. Here's a Um, question I got for you. When you're looking at just the NFL in general, this season, this season, to me, one of the biggest stories was just, like, how many teams lost their starting quarterback. Yeah. Right. There's not... Like, so many teams. Let me look here. Uh, Indy lost their starting quarterback. Cleveland lost it. Cincinnati lost it. Minnesota lost it. The Jets lost it. Uh, New Orleans had for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Arizona has had a bunch of different ones. Pittsburgh. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. 
Bengals. Like, does the NFL... Uh, Arizona. Yeah. Arizona, Washington. San Francisco had to do it for a little bit. Like, I think the NFL has a problem. And, like, I'm not sure how much more they can do because they protect quarterbacks. Yeah. So much to a point that, like... I think they. I think the problem is you might pr- be protecting them too much, and so when they actually like, they're not used to being have hit. Have to take hits. Yeah, they're not yeah. used to being hit. I, you know, I, this is the thing, it, because it seems to me that like all those guys that you just named had a variety of different injuries, right? And so I don't know if that's, like, that they're not used to being hit or, like, because let's if we looked at, let's say, the Jets, right? Like, we look at Aaron Rodgers, which we also have to talk about his mess with Jimmy Kimmel. But Aaron Rodgers tears his ACL. Well, well actually, we know that he did not tear it. Right, because there's no way he recovered from that. So no, his, he uh, somehow Achilles probably ruptured. Yes, I'm sorry, not his AC. You're right, you're right. His Achilles. He ruptured his Achilles. Um, Daniel Jones in the in the Giants uh, was that an ACL? Right, yeah, Torn that's ACL. ACL. Yeah. Um, you had uh, um, the biggest loss of all is the Bengals losing yeah, uh, Burrow. Burrow. Yep, and and that. I called that. that I didn't draft him in fantasy because he had those uh, two calf injuries in the pre-season. that were non-contact, and then they brought him back, and then he got another injury, right? So, like, you know, Deshaun Watson, I think that was a shoulder. Um, Kenny Pickett, I believe, was a shoulder. Um, and so maybe those are the things, like, when they're landing, like, they're not falling right because if these shoulder injuries are uh, occurring, um, I'm not sure what what was Fields' injury. Um, but I don't know, but no, you talk about, about falling, right? Right. Um, there was a big question coming into the season about Tua, right? Mm -hmm. And he's about to play the whole season. And what did he do in the off season was he took jujitsu classes to where Ah. they they showed him how to fall. How do you land? How how do you use your body? How do you use your body? And so I think it is a big help. I think you're absolutely right. Like knowing how to fall. Um, but he also, he also bulked up, right? Yeah. And a lot of these quarterbacks are not like Kirk Cousins is not a physical specimen, right? Like he mm-hmm. is not like a muscular dude. Like obviously these guys are in shape, but they're not like, they do not strike me as like muscular, strong yeah, men, yeah. right? So Like, I can't imagine taking a hit in the NFL. I would fucking cry. Like, I would... There's no way I'm surviving one hit in the NFL, one sack, right? Like, everything is tearing. (laughs) All of my ACLs, all of my... Like, everything is is done. And so, I'm not trying to talk trash about those guys, but I think conditioning, and particularly strength conditioning, but then you think about someone like an Anthony Richardson, who got hurt, is really young, fresh, big dude, and he still got hurt in, like, a kind of, like, a freakish way. Um... So I don't know, man. I don't know if it's like the back to your original question. Like, I don't know if it's like a injury thing of they're not well conditioned to take a hit, or if it's just the nature that like, because to me defenses are so much faster now, right? Like the, you don't have like a big huge 
overweight guy like gripping you and like yeah, bear yeah. hugging you to the ground. You have like like yeah. essentially to me, strong to me and, and I could be biased. I could be biased, but the defensive linemen are like the best athletes on yep, the field. Exactly. Right? They're freak athletes. They're man. freak athletes. Like we're seeing we're seeing now entire defensive lines that look like Javon Curse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like when we saw Javon Curse, we we're like, yeah, nobody's like this guy. And now they're all like everybody him. like that, yeah. So uh, that type of guy, like, because they're not just catching quarterbacks. They're, like, flinging them and throwing them into the ground and shit. Like, bro, like, how are you supposed to survive that? So I get you, and I think that those are places, too, where, like, you realize, like, how much do then, and we had this conversation a while back, too, how much do then offensive linemen have to shift the way that that type of athlete exists to be possibly faster, stronger, um, to keep up with defensive linemen, right? And that was your whole strategy as a coach this year was like, we're just going to beat, yeah, like offensive linemen off the ball and just so. apply pressure, yeah. yeah. And so that's really the name of the, like, that really is up to speed with the current NFL game and the current game of football. The game is faster, right? But it's speed now, which is why I think we see Miami make up for stuff. And that's also kind of out of the like Kansas City playbook. Like, they've shifted the name of the game and it's like, you, you can't keep up with speed, right? Like, speed kills. And we saw that against in, in our favorite team, the Tennessee Titans. Like, if you figure out a way to take Ty- Tyreek Hill from the game, they're a completely different team. Yep, yep. Right? They're no longer as fast. And and Tyreek Hill speaks to both of those teams because that was the weapon that they had in Kansas City yeah. that made them so lethal. To me, because like so, having, having a Tyreek Hill allows you to get the ball out faster. Exactly. Right? And you can dink and dunk or, and, and throw across the middle real quick. You can throw it like he's just so fast. And having a Waddle too, but Waddle's been kind of injured all season. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll just or if you, you if you're able to if you're able to scramble and get away, Tyreek Hill's going to get open, and you can now in like late, uh, like late in the in the play can still find him somewhere up the field, down the field, like him scram, like running around, and now you're playing like backyard football and just like dumping it to him somewhere. You know, he's so, like, important to that offense and any offense to keep them dangerous at any point in the game. Um, he's a game changer, right? And yet, he better watch out for his son because that might be the guy that does him in at the end of the day. <laughs> for him up. So, um, all come full circle. But anyway, and, and, go, back, go back. I think yeah. the NFL has to... I think the NFL has to do something with the salary of the quarterback to where it allows teams to have a decent backup quarterback, right? And yeah, and like how how do you offset these quarterbacks? Because if you have, you know, a Joe Burrow contract or like who who can you really afford to be his backup? Yeah. And so, like, I, I think, to me, I think that's a fix is I think there's still a lot of good quarterbacks out there that um, can be backups, but they, nobody wants to pay them, right? And yeah, so, I think, too, to that is, like, the league has to, like, the way that there's, like, a, a mid-level exception and, like, veterans minimum and things like that in basketball, there has to be, like, a slot there for backup quarterbacks. And that actually is only an investment into the league because if Joe Burrow goes down, like now the whole Cincinnati fan base, the whole league, the whole conference is fucked because now you're getting lower quality product every Sunday. But like you're saying, which is a really, I think, a great idea, is if you can find a way to keep an investment and, and a pocket of money in 
the salary cap that is designated just for a uh, backup quarterback, no matter how much you pay your starter, then it's going to like keep the level of the product on the field much higher than what it would be now with like, and no this to this guy, but like Browning who took over for him, who also actually did pretty yeah, well. He got, yeah. He got him balled out. You know, but, but also like, you know, how do you make sure that you, that you're able to do this? And I'm just seeing this graphic right now. If, uh, Lamar Jackson wins MVP. He's only the fifth player in NFL history to win two MVPs in uh, in his first six seasons. Which check out the list of these guys, which is pretty interesting. It's uh, Jim Brown, legend, uh, Brett Favre, mm. who we were mentioning earlier, yeah. psychopath, dirt ba- uh, like now legendary dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. Um, for him trying to screw the poorest people in Mississippi out of their welfare money. Um, Kurt Warner, which is interesting, but we also know just like kind of an asterisk because Kurt Warner, remember, came later as like uh, an older guy. Yeah, he was already So he was already more experienced, right? So that's a very different dynamic. Um, And then the other who possibly could go down as the greatest ever is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lamar, right? Lamar. who's not on this list that's interesting to me is Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, who both have multiple MVPs, but not in early in their not careers. Early, early right? enough. Uh, well, you brought him up, Primo. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's go. Aaron Rodgers yes. has got Please, a battle right you. now with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, yeah. Rodgers went on. Uh, we had talked about this, I think, last show about Rodgers going on to the Pat McAfee show. And yes. Yeah. Who I want to say, Pat McAfee feels like very like Trumpian in the sports oh, world. Yeah. It like yeah. grosses me out. Like yeah, I don't yeah. even want to watch, but he does get like all of these like incredible guests, and so I'm like a little like like I'm, I'm cringed when I see him. Yeah, and yeah. the fact like, that I, how much I, ESPN I is currently show. pushing him. I used to listen to his show. He's he's funny, and he you know he's charis charismatic. Did you yep. see that clip of uh, was it College Game Day when they were explaining yeah. Link? Oh, that's it. it yes, that. Yo, <laughs> that that's another one where yo, um, yeah, I, <laughs> um, you know, shout I one like do you like Reese Davis? This is, is the commenter, right? Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. the host and moderator for College Game Day, but. Do you think he knew ahead of time? He had to have known ahead of time, right? I'm, or did he, I'm still he not find sure out on the Reese, spot? Reese doesn't know yet. Like, I feel like... I don't like think he was figuring out. it out on the spot? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he figured it out until, like, they told him afterwards when they went off air. Yeah, but this is the thing. Who let that go on? Who let this man... <laughs> Like, who did him dirty like that? Like, who would be like, yo, this dude doesn't know. Let him fucking say this shit and, like, yeah. put it on. So, yeah. and, and let me also say that if no one who created that segment knew, mm-hmm. like, how white exactly. is exactly. the production okay. team okay. of College Game I want to take a look at that production team right? <laughs> and just give me a picture of it because I'm sure, like, they really came out with let a naysayer know. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And now, but, hey, um, now I can't use the word naysayer because now that could be racist now. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, now I want to use it all the time. Um, <laughs> Damn, next year. Shit. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, that clip. Ha- I was just like, yo, this can't be real. This is like but the, the that, way in which- that that Pat yeah. McAfee is the reason yes. why, like, I got hooked. But you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's very Trumpian, very, and just like I stopped listening to him probably a couple months ago. Because it was the same thing with uh, Busting with the Boys. I used to listen yeah. to them a bunch with uh, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton. Yeah. That thing became very Trumpian and very, very white. Indeed. Will Compton or Taylor Lewan, too. Ta- yeah, Taylor Lewan, too. They, they're, they've gotten into business with Dana White. Got it. And yeah. gotten real close to Dana White. And Dana White is very close with Trump. And so they all yeah. kind of hang around, and they're like all it, it, it's like yep. I, I'm done. The boys' club. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but anyway, so Rogers goes on onto this uh, Pat McAfee show. He starts talking trash, and we're somewhere like just like Rogers does, spews out stuff to Jimmy about Jimmy Kimmel being on the Epstein list, which is false, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel doesn't play around. He was like, "Aha, uh-huh, so funny." Keep my name in your uh-huh. mouth. We'll go to court, which is crazy because ESPN and ABC are the same, you know, yeah. same higher ups. So it's an in- internal battle going on. Um, of course, I'm Team Kimmel. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, of course. I think everyone at this point is Team Kimmel. Like, I don't know how you would back an Aaron Rodgers statement like that. And I also don't know that, like, uh, I was watching. Do uh, you know Michael Schur is he? I think he comes out on on the Levitard show, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah, one yeah, of Mike the sure. executive yeah. producers for The Office. Yeah, yeah, right. And so I'm always interested in how this guy is like in, in sports talk and like and like his references and those types of things. But he talked about how um, I believe it was him that was bringing up like just the fact that like legally speaking, like legal uh, representation will be like you can say a lot of things and he even talks about like the idea of like how much aaron Rodgers talks of freedom of speech but probably doesn't understand what freedom of speech truly is and the idea that like the one thing or the main example that they show you of like what you cannot call someone is a pedophile right without actual like evidence because it's like such a defamation of character and so egregious that like once you do that now it's like slander and and you are now going to be put in a position where you could face really serious legal action, um, particularly in like talking about like in celebrity culture and like when you're doing this in like mass media. And that's where the Pat McAfee stuff comes up is like you're kind of co-signing this type of like stirring the pot that it's like that's that's Trump strategy, yeah, yeah. like ratings. Hype well, that's, type what, of thing. that's where that's I'm where in like. Gross. Rod, Rogers versus Kimmel, that's, you know, it is what it is right now. What I'm interested in seeing what is ESPN versus Pat McAfee, which is what this has turned into yep. now, right? Cause, uh, which is tough because they're pushing him hard. They've been, they've been pushing him hard. And uh, so I'm interested. Is Rogers coming back on the show next week? I think he comes on on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. I'm sure ESPN is telling him no. And I'm sure McAfee yeah. is like, I'm going to do what I want. Um, yeah. Even on yesterday, did you see what happened to Pat McAfee yesterday on his show? No. He literally called out one of the uh, higher-ups in ESPN on his show by name. 
uh, of like just being a hater on his show, talking so much mm-hmm. bad about his show, like an ESPN exec that he called out on the show by name. Yeah. Uh, like there, there's going to be some pushback there, um, a battle back and forth. And- I don't doubt that this guy somewhere in his contract has some sort of like stipulations where only under certain conditions can they cancel him. And even if they do, they got to buy him out. And he's probably at this point being like, fuck it, I'm just going to take my money. And it, that might have been his plan all along. And that's the thing that like he he doesn't need like his his brand. Like he doesn't need ESPN. Like ESPN, yeah. I think, needs him more than need he him. needs ESPN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's got his own yeah. stuff. He, he yeah, did ESPN all is doing what they do. And what ABC does, and what well, essentially what Disney does, which is like let's monopolize and buy everybody, and yeah. that way they belong to us, and we're they're under our umbrella. But that was always the the kind of put when Pat McAfee his show went back to ESPN, um, it was a big deal. Not uh, with a lot of the Pat McAfee show fans was oh man, like he's sold out. Um, he's not gonna be the same dude, you know, because his yeah. show is real edgy, real talking trash, yeah. and all this stuff. And so that that's where we are right now is, yeah, you got a little bit too much, you know, too much freedom with it. You got a little bit too comfortable. But we are ESPN yeah. as an organization and yeah. we're liable for things, right? So we're liable for anything that's said on your show. And so it, I, I think it's yeah. going to be a, a breakup. And it's kind of like you talk about Dan Libertar show. It's kind of what happened with them and ESPN. But on the other aspect of yeah. Of you talking yeah, about yeah. like Pat McAfee, very, yeah, very Trumpian. Levitard is totally opposite and was you know talking about Black like Lives Matter liberal. and all that stuff, yeah. and and they kind of had a falling out. So I see that happening with the uh, with with the Pat McAfee show here soon. Um, real quick, I do want to talk, kind of keeping the NFL with Craig, and we talked a little bit about our Titans. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Titans right now. Yeah, there is yeah, a there lot is. of talk, and we kind of talked about it earlier. Of Vrabel leaving, yeah, leaving the show or leaving the show, leaving the Titans. Uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, there seems to be some back and forth with Ron Carthon, the first year GM. Um, what What do you think? Like, we're looking at a whole new, different team next year. I think. Um, we're not bringing so, back Tannehill, right? No, he's gone. The thing is that Rabel just three days ago, which I also don't know that that's just not right, like the right righteous move to make with regards to business and loyalty, is that he had a statement of saying that he wants to be here, right, yeah. in regards to Tennessee, and like obviously that's the right thing to say, but I also was interested because I I don't know that. Like, does he need to say that? And to me, I felt like I don't necessarily know, like, uh, you know, I don't necessarily know that he needed to really address that or bring that up. So the fact that he did made it seem like, well, maybe that's an honest statement versus just like the right statement. And and his quote was, of course, I want to be here, be here as long as we can win which is a very interesting statement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So like like you've mentioned before, he's not going to be here for a rebuild. And as long as we can do this thing, and it's been great, but it's also been just this year, and nobody wants to be where we're at. So, you know, that also sounds like a, 
Yeah, like yes. a, a cry to be like, go build the team, go spend the money, go get the players. Yeah, and that's a, like it's, it hasn't been just this year, right? Like last year we yeah. ended horrible. Like I think we were like yeah. six and eight. Like we lost the last six out of the last eight games. Also, though, we also ended the year again the way that we kind of were in the middle of this year, which was our starting quarterback was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And like you just brought up and we just talked about like when you lose that guy and you don't and our guy was Malik Willis, which is probably one of the worst in the league. You can't expect to have wins in that way, no matter if you've got Derrick Henry. And then that's not to say all the things that we already had issues with in the offensive line. So, you know, I again, think, I think Vrabel wants to say I think that statement is true. I think he wants to say it. The problem yeah. is, I think he wants the Bill Belichick treatment of, I want to be yeah. the GM. I want to be in charge of all the ingredients that I cook. Yeah. I want to have total power. I don't think he's, like, he hasn't earned that. Like, like okay. I'm not sure Why he not? earned that. Because, I mean, what he, his first two years, first three years, maybe, like, what has he been with us? Five, six years? Well, this is the thing. What is your formula for whether a guy earns that? Because to me, I'm thinking a guy earns that if he has everybody in the organization believing in him, there's winning involved, and you've changed or shifted the culture in a positive way. And I feel like those three things he's done, right? Yeah, but that, like, that's to me, that's everything for a head coach. What does that have anything to do with being a general manager and dealing with all that mess, all dealing with all the paperwork, all that, you know, all the yeah. stuff that you got to do as general manager? I, and well, see, this is the thing, too, is that I don't necessarily know that he wants to be the GM as much as he wants to be able to have a say on certain decisions in player personnel. Right. Like, I don't think he cares who their third string tight end is. I think he cares like, hey, I need this middle linebacker who's a free agent. Go get that guy because I know he's going to fit here, here, and here because I'm the coach and this is the system and this is how this guy works. And I think those are the places where he wants to be able to step in and be like, look, I really want this person or this piece for what we're trying to do. Also, I can't be mad at him because he's also like clearly was upset when we traded A.J. Brown. Right. Yeah. yeah for sure. And I think that was probably one of those things where it's like, yeah, like, like, like do whatever you want, but don't get rid of this guy. And then they do that. And it's like, yeah, like, how do you expect us? Like, I just now stated all these things, right? Because he had mentioned, right. It wasn't it the week before that, like, they would never trade AJ Brown. And, and now they did it. And so now he looks like a fool, like, and looks powerless in the organization. And that doesn't bode well for culture of an organization when people can't take the coach at his word or feel like the coach doesn't have a say. Yeah. I mean, I think the team, like they need to give it a year. This coming off season, like we, we've got the most money out of any, like we're the top team as far as money wise available. Right, so let's Who, see who's our starting quarterback next year. Is well, it's well Levis. Yeah, yeah, it's Will Levis. But there's nobody that is on the market that you would be like, we should go get this person. No, no, you have to, you have to figure out Will Levis. Here's the question, because I, I was thinking about this the other day. The Bears decide 
Fields is not our guy. We're going to go get Caleb Williams. Go get, we go get Justin go get Fields. Fields. Yeah. This, this is what I'm saying. So this is what I'm saying, right? Like, so who or where are there, the, like, these things? And I'm not saying that, like, obviously that should have been in your frame of mind. But, like, to me it's more like there are situations that are still better than Will Levis that we should be seeking out. And yeah, players but, available or on the market. But I will say this, like. Justin Fields, Derrick Henry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but look, but look. Here's what I say though. What is the formula, right? If you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract, like now you can spend the money on other stuff. If you get a Justin Fields, you're gonna have to spend Justin Fields money, and that takes up a lot of your salary cap. I don't necessarily know that Justin Fields is in a position to do what, like whatever we're calling Justin Fields' money. Because I don't know what to you. What is Justin Fields' money? To me, Justin Fields' money is two hundred mil. I think. I mean, whatever, which is a lot. I would say top ten quarterback money. No way. Nah. Yeah. Not coming off of injury. Anyways, we because we could talk about all that all day. But is so this? I guess the other thing. I don't know if you had more about Vrabel, but I'm also the most concerned with Derrick Henry. Not even because we need him and because he's a legend and because he just made the Pro Bowl again and because he can lead the league in rushing by even taking games off, but more so, I paid for a jersey a year and a half ago, and I need to keep this thing. <laughs> can I be losing Titans jerseys every two years? Oh, you, you this are cannot curse, be the way. You just need to get Titans jersey with your name on it. That's it. That's all you get. But look, look but then what's going to happen to me? Look I'm at, worried of what's going to happen to me if I get a jersey with Look my at name this on running it. back market coming up. Derrick okay. Henry. Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler. I tell you what, the only, the only, or who's who's number one on your list of those guys? I'm Derrick Henry still. Like Eckler's. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm saying outside. Yeah, Eckler. To me, Eckler. I'll tell you what. I I think I'd rather Josh Jacobs, Mm -hmm. simply because all the other three have gotten hurt, and like scary hurt. Not like little hurt. Not like banged up like every yeah. other running back. Eckler's torn his ACL. Uh, Saquon Barkley's torn his ACL. Or no, what do you have? An Achilles, which is scarier to me than an ACL. Yeah. And uh, who's the other person you just mentioned? Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, again, also. Yeah. Right? Like, And Tony Pollard didn't have that great of a season, but I yeah. think that was just more of like the way the offensive scheme worked. Like They did not utilize him in a way that I thought was most beneficial for him. Like he was not even like his, his receiving yards per game were so low that were like shocking to me. Like I was like, how do you not throw to that guy? And then at the same time, it's like, well, you have CD land who's fucking racking up like 120 yards a game. But either way, like how do you get rid of Derrick Henry? Like we have to keep that man. And we have DeAndre Hopkins for another year. Go get that man a quarterback, right? Like, get him somebody. Like, get him somebody who's going to, like, force feed him the ball. And then go get him, like, at least a decent number, too. Kirk Cousins because is that's available. Who I'm Kirk Cousins is available. Yeah, mm. and yet he's still Kirk Cousins, right? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know that Kirk Cousins has more balls than Will Levis. And and I'll, and I'll say this, that like DeAndre Hopkins seems to have respect and gained respect for Will Levis over the course of the year, yeah, which yeah. says a lot because DeAndre Hopkins don't bullshit. Like, honestly, right? I don't like, think, 
I don't think like that's an option. I think I think it's Will Levis right now. Um, for like he's shown some greatness. He's shown some you know not so greatness stuff. Um, and I think they just need to build it up. I mean, but look, like if you can bring in a T Higgins, we not getting T Higgins, bro. He's from. He went to University of Tennessee. He's a. He's expressed. You know. If we he expressed what interest in Tennessee? Yeah, of coming back. To then Tennessee. we gotta send DeAndre Hopkins Mike to go Evans, recruiting. Mike Evans is gonna be available. He ain't leaving either. Mike Evans and D Hop. <laughs> Look, this is this again. Even more urgency for going and getting like a Justin Fields or like a quarterback, like. Like imagine having the option of Justin Fields and Will Levis. Okay, but now now you're thinking, and here you go. You are in the Mike Vrabel that we're not in the like. If you go get spend that money on on a quarterback like that, then you're like we're only a quarterback away. We are not only a quarterback away. We are we need right. a whole offensive line. Who I'm need, sure we will draft. We need a whole wide receiver crew. We need mm-hmm. a whole defensive back crew. What's wrong with Westbrook Akine? How come oh, he can't God. be a star? If really? he's on this team again, exactly. if that dude is That's on what this I'm team saying. again, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Although someone who I was like, why they look good to me? I don't know why we don't have them. Is or why we're not using them? Is Chris Moore? Yeah, yeah. He looked so underutilized too. Anyway, that's more complaints of like other stuff, but. Tennessee clearly has a lot to clean up, and I think they, I, I think if they decide or somehow there's a decision that Rabel's gone, then it's they're all, it's all gone, right? Like then it's full rebuild. Like yeah. I don't think we're, but I think if we have keep Rabel or somehow that like Rabel's going to be the stay. What do based you on think? The decision that like, it, we're the, building up. So the possibility we talked here is Rabel going to Ohio State, which I don't think at this point is, is a possibility anymore because I feel like it would have happened already. All right. He's going to New England. Bro. That's what I'm saying. And so, if that were the case, yeah. he's going to get traded to New England. Are you okay? First round pick for Mike Vrabel. First round pick. First round. New pick. England's first round pick. Yeah. I'm, I'll take New England's first yeah, round yeah, pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yep. Hell yeah. That's what if I'm we're going to lose him anyway, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll take the Patriots' first round pick. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, Make it without happen. a doubt. And then, <laughs> and then, who's the replacement? I'm going to tell you who's going to be the replacement. You're watching the I, game right uh, now. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's rumors that it is time for Pittsburgh to get a different voice in there. Yo. Go I'm get with Tomlin. It. I'm with Go it. Get Go get Tomlin. that man. Go get that Go man. man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Look at that. So See, this, this is why Vrabel, look, you don't need to be GM. We, we got it. The Primos got it. We are the GMs. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I'll say this, though. This is what I would be scared of, though. I'd be scared that Vrabel would be like, I'm out. Derrick Henry, come with me. And now Derrick Henry is in New England. England, But, I mean, that's fine. I I don't, like, I obviously, I'm the biggest Derrick Henry. I don't want him to go anywhere. But I don't care where he goes as long as he's not a cowboy. Which is, like, still burning... (laughs) Like, Which is very likely, right? Very likely that. Oh, that's going to hurt yeah. me. So, Like, don't call me for a week, bro. Like, if that happens. I'll tell you what, though, man. To see that man with that line, 
it's over. Then they can win. They can win out there. I, yeah, let's stop. All right, let's move on. Let's yeah, move on. Let's I don't move move on. Move I don't think about it. Quick, that the show's going kind of long. I do want to talk real quick. NBA's going on right now. Um, there's a can, lot can, of Real quick. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin Clark is still <sighs> fucking killing it. And her buzzer beating three from the Iowa logo and like running off the like Jesus at, Christ. At this, this point, like at this so point, good. Chris, I'm hoping that the Spurs draft her. Just draft her. Just I I wouldn't be against that. Team, just I wouldn't be against that. This way. Here, Caitlin Clark, you're okay. in the NBA. Yeah. You just oh, real, real quick though, I also yeah, yeah. I also wanted to say since we're in college and I'm sorry, finish your Caitlin Clark thing. No, no, just Please, I'm, she's you, a beast. She's going to be, she is, I think, like, she's on pace to uh, be the all-time leading scorer in women's basketball. Yep. Who, who, who was Kelsey Plum? I didn't realize Plum was was like that in college. I didn't know that either. Yeah, she, yeah she's the leading point person in, in out of Washington, which I think that's where you were going with this next one. Kelsey Plum played at Washington. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. I just wanted to say before we leave college sports that somehow I feel like I think, well, I don't know because none of their players played. So I don't even want to bring up the Florida State argument, but it seems like the University of Georgia should have been in the top four Yep, yep. because I wouldn't have expected Washington to be in the national championship game. And I am kind of shocked. And yet I... I just wanted to bring up who's in the final. That's it. Yeah, Thanks. it's Michigan. You know, it's Michigan and Washington. I think to Which, me, honestly, I would have bet against both of those teams if I was placing a bet. And I was trying to place a bet, but I was in Texas and I couldn't. Uh-huh. And I was going to bet on Alabama and Texas winning and being in the final. Yeah, that hurt me. I did and, the, uh, like the ESPN College Bowl, like... Like bracket? Bracket pick Or whatever. And, the picks. Uh, yeah. like, I, did pre- I did pretty good. Like, I was like... 96% of picking all the bowl games. But, like, if I had... 96? Yeah, I was in the Jeez, 96%. Bro, I, did, like, I only got, like, six wrong. Whoa. And, uh... And freaking... But, yeah. But, like, I, if I if I was going to do anything... You picked both of those, I right? Alabama and Texas. And yeah. so, like, if I was, like, going to win any prize or any... Like, I would needed that and... Like, they screwed me. Damn. But yeah, yeah I mean, no, those are shocking ones. I think uh, what happened to Texas, we want to talk about real quick, is I kind of knew like Michael Penix was going to go off, right? Our DBs have yeah. been sus all week, all all year, and so I kind of yeah. knew. I just there was hope that our offense would be able to keep up, and they didn't. Even though like yeah. it came down to the end, like I thought they yeah, yeah, pulled yeah. it out finally. I was like, oh man, like I was, I had already yeah. pouted, right? I had already thrown off my jersey. Like, I was like, I was already pissed off mode. And then I was like, oh, ooh, that dude got hurt. As soon as that dude got hurt, and I, I saw it before, like, the, the, the broadcast saw it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, stay hurt. Stay down. Stay down. Stop the clock. Stay down. Stay, <laughs> stay down. Stay hurt. Hey, I found that code. All right, that was it. I am pissed. We don't, we don't have to talk about okay, it anymore. Let's go back. Let's go into the NBA real quick. A um, couple <laughs> things going on in the NBA real quick. The, the downfall of the Lakers after winning this tournament is going crazy. Yeah. There's internal beef now. It seems like the players are not 
in cahoots with Darvaham, which kind of seems like a LeBron thing every every time they start losing. Every like year. The, LeBron literally was interviewed after the game, I think it was last night or the night before, we just suck right now. <laughs> and and that usually signals like somebody's getting traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like somebody's getting traded or the coach is gone or both. And I don't really know who to blame on the Lakers, but one thing that I will say about L.A. that is pissing me off is that the Clippers look like they're figuring oh, things out. Yeah, they do. And I can't stand that compilation of players, uh, like yeah. particularly together, yeah. of a Westbrook, PG-13, James Harden. Oh, my God. Like, And then to add, like, insult to injury is they got Josh Primo, which I'm sure they're going to bring along. And he'd be a contributing bench guy. Yeah, I forgot um, about that. He's I'm, in their G League, right? Yeah, <sighs> he's going to come up with them, yeah. And so those things are kind of disturbing for me. But um, I do want to get into this, like, Clash of Titans game that we just saw between the Spurs and the Bucks because I kind of don't care about anybody else in the NBA right now. Nobody's <laughs> intriguing me. I just care that we saw a different version of Wembayama this last game, and we saw, like, the freak of who he is yeah. be on full display. We texted each other at the exact same time. That bat behind the back <laughs> through the lane dunk, <laughs> holy shit. Like, yeah, that I, was... like, how they're not playing that on all the national television highlight reels, like, of every game, like, they need to. That shit was insane. Yeah, that behind the back, the uh, throwing off the backboard dunk, yeah, the it was and that, that was on a crossover of Giannis, by the yes, way. Yeah, like you missed that in the yes. clip, right? A lot of people don't see that he crossed through him and then made that move. The thing that that I liked it, um, not like there was just highlights, 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 just back and forth, right? Yeah, was that it was Giannis went for forty three, I think he had, um, forty four, forty four, yep. yeah, and then but like on, on nineteen of like. 27 or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like he had and, a crazy game. And he was shooting three like he was making three Giannis was like you yeah. don't he don't usually do that. But uh Con- contested mid-range jumpers yeah, he was making yeah, like Yeah. But freaking like you like he uh Wemby wanted to go after Giannis, right? Yeah. He like Yeah. Here, make it, he I saw him go like calling for like a switch calling, you know, hey, just do a pick so yep. can, we can switch so I can get up on him. Um Yeah. And so, like, he went at him. And then, like, uh, I think he's, he got asked a question. I think, like, he got, like, third in, like, rookie of the month voting. And then his quote was, like, oh, looks like it's all business now. Like, I'm, okay, that's what you think I am? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, to me, like, what are, I hate, like, what, what are we doing, Spurs? What are we doing? The. Everything I, needs to go through Wimby. Everything is not yeah. going through Wimby. There's not really like I can't really see any set plays for Wimby, right? Everything that he's getting, he's getting on his yeah. own. Uh, that national media is, is you, you know, me, you being in New York, me being in Idaho, like that's how we get our Spurs stuff. And so national media is all yeah, about yeah. talking, you know, that nobody seems to be pat getting him the ball. Right, and so yeah. uh, they need like to me. That's a pop thing. That's not necessarily a team thing. Pop doesn't like yep. stars. He wants the team to shine, not the stars to shine. 
and uh, another reason for that pop gotta go well that wraps up this week's show thank you everybody for listening y'all make sure to like comment or review today's episode you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram that's poodle pinship you can find us on all major podcast platforms or Google Puro Pincho Primos for our website on Captivate FM. We are the Puro Pincho Primos. Peace. Peace.